0: Canoe, uh, Michigan, our way to the finals, I guess. So, um, yeah, we we're trying it a lot. I mean, it's a skill play. I get it, but I think that uh, that's kind of how our game's going right now. We're trying to skill our way through it, and we're trying to, uh, you know, to drag, beat guys one on one, and to win, to win, you have to play the right way. That was Team Canada member Dylan Gunther on the, uh, the 5-2 loss to Czechia on Boxing Day. Uh, Leafs lunch is brought to you in part by 2for1Pizza. Enjoy plant-based garden pesto pizza, pizza and wings, pizza and penne combo, and more. Visit 2for1pizza.com. Uh, I'm with Jonas Siegel of The Athletic. I'm Mike DiStefano. And uh, got another game tonight. Canada taking on Germany at the World Junior Championships. You can listen to that right here on TSN 1050. Puck drop at 630. Um, yeah, well, what did you make of all the the, the hoopla that was uh, made of, of the, the team and the Michigan attempts that they were making early on and, and really just trying to win that game with skill? It seemed like afterwards the players... It's a bit of a wake-up call for them that that might not work in this tournament.
1: I actually kind of think those things can sometimes be good for a team. I mean, you can even look to what happened here with the Leafs, where you get off to this funky start and things get really tense. And it's almost like it kind of snaps you back into, like, this is not going to be... You're not just going to, like, dance your way to the gold. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of think in some ways it might be a blessing in disguise. Because, like, the hype for this team is just so... Almost out of control, right?
0: Yeah, and I solely, solely blame Gord Miller for calling this, like the most explosive team that Canada has sent since the Crosby-Getzlaff-Perry team back in 2005. So um, all love, all love to Gord. But, you know, I, I, here's the thing, like when it comes to the Michigan and when it comes to this team, like this, it's kind of the way that these kids all play in in today's game. Um, at least they do here in Canada, and that's, that's I think, the problem is, you know, they look and they believe that they can win these games with all skill, and, and I kind of like the parallel that you drew with the Toronto Maple Leafs, because if you look at the way that they were playing in October, it, you, you saw a lot of that, where they were trying to win games with skill as opposed to playing a cohesive hockey game as a team, and they were trying a lot of one-on-ones, they were trying to stretch passes, cross-ice passes that were getting knocked down, um, and they weren't getting a whole lot done. And it seemed like Canada was doing a lot of the same things against Czechia, and uh, you know that Czechia team—they're—they're they're pretty good. Like they've got a couple of prospects from from last year that were high draft picks. They've got some draft picks that'll be in the upcoming draft this year. That shallow kid looks pretty darn good as well. Um, but I—I I think that much like Toronto, you're right, where maybe this will be the wake-up call, and they could kind of buy in and play a much more sound game, more of a a, a North north-south game as opposed to playing a lot of east-west. And tonight we'll have a chance to kind of avenge that loss against um, against Germany.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. I'm, I'm looking at the standings and I'm wondering where Connor Bedard should go. Maybe I'll ask Scott.
0: All right, let's get him on. I think he's on the line now. Uh, yeah, he is. All right, Scott Wheeler of The Athletic. Uh, Scott, how's it going, pal? How is it out east uh, in the east coast? Have you been able to indulge yourself in a, a nice traditional east coast donair yet, Scott?
2: I have not indulged myself in a donair oh, yet, doing? but I did. I did visit the town last night for the first time with some colleagues here. And we had a little bit too much fun at lower deck, so that's uh, oh, good spot. That's been my experience so far.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I've, I have not been blessed to uh, party it up in Halifax, but my mother's from the East Coast. She's from Cape Breton and lived in Halifax for a couple of years, and she says that uh, it's a fun time in that city. It certainly is is a fun time. The one time I was there, though, I go to Bubbles Mansion. I don't believe it's there anymore, but he had a restaurant. Um, bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, and that was that was a very interesting spot, to say the least. Uh, so, Scott, we're entering day three of the World Junior Hockey Championships tonight. Uh, There's a couple of games, got U.S. and Slovakia at 4 o'clock, and then Canada looking to bounce back from their first loss against Czechia. How much pressure do you think is going to be on this team to respond after losing losing their first opener since 1998?
2: Well, if it were right into a tougher opponent, I would say that there would be a great deal of pressure. But I think there's going to be very little in their next two games. They almost get to, by default, feel really good about themselves coming out of out of the loss. Uh, they took sort of yesterday and this morning off. No morning skate, no practice yesterday, just a bit of a reset and now they get Austria and Germany in their next two, and they're going to put up some big, big numbers, I think. I think you could see Connor Bedard score a hat-trick in the next couple of games, and you could see Adam Fantilli sort of get back at it after a disappointing sort of World Juniors debut. So uh, the schedule shaped up nicely for them that way, where they don't have to go right into Sweden, and suddenly they're reeling, and they're 0-2, and everybody's talking about it, and uh, now they get to sort of really, really get get rolling here and get some chemistry and and I, I honestly expect that it's going to be kind of uh eight nothing, nine nothing, ten nothing games over the next two. So uh it's it's uh that that's the way it goes at this tournament sometimes, especially without Russia participating. There are just a, a couple of less uh interesting games, but uh Canada's going to be all right and they've they've got an opportunity now to, to feel good about themselves.
1: Scott, are you with me that something like the other night can actually be good for them in the long run in this tournament?
2: Oh, no question. I think it's good for them. I think it's good for this tournament. It, it immediately pulls fans into it in terms of interest level. It immediately becomes a, a talking point around the country. Uh, and then on top of that, it's it's a wake-up call. I had a, a general manager with an SHL team when I was working on a different story who kind of joked with me on the phone yesterday that people in Europe aren't, aren't, aren't too upset to see Canada get kicked, quote, kicked in the teeth. So uh, it's, uh, I think everybody in the tournament sort of takes notice and Canada has to, has to reset. It was a bad game. They were sloppy defensively. They were undisciplined. That is often a major, major, major issue at this tournament. Whenever Canada doesn't win gold, the the undoing is if it's not goaltending, which it also was in their opener, it's often too many penalties. And Playing that sort of playing on the edge, getting too heated, especially on home ice with crowds like the ones that they're going to have here, keeping their calm and keeping their cool is going to be huge in this tournament. if they end up in the box in an elimination game against any of the good teams in this tournament, there's a real chance they lose so uh this is uh this is a, a big wake up call for them and I think it could be good. A lot of these kids haven't faced adversity really at any point in their careers, and now they've got it on their biggest stage to date and uh, they've got to find a way to to sort of come together and bounce back.
0: In conversation with Scott Wheeler of the Athletic, and you know we'll get to the goaltending in just a moment, but a, a lot of the online buzz around the loss of Czechia stem from. Really, like two Michigan attempts, and it set Twitter ablaze because they lost the game and they tried some cute things. I mean, did, did you think that it was warranted, the criticism that this team got for trying to play too cute and you know, trying to, to be skilled with all the toe drags and, and whatnot? And, and do you think this team you know, is built where they can play more of a, a north-south game and, and win games that way?
2: Honestly, it wasn't even the the two Michigan attempts were not even among my sort of five biggest takeaways. If I were to give you them from that game, again the goaltending, the discipline, the sloppiness defensively. There was a little bit of hero mode once they got down, but when those two Michigan attempts uh, were tried, they weren't down. It, It wasn't like that was the point in the game where they started forcing things. I actually thought they started forcing things a little bit later, and everybody started to try to sort of will plays into existence. Uh, those two pl- plays both really happened in the flow of the game and the Fantilli one was extremely close to going in. Uh, obviously the Bedard one got knocked and that was a great defensive play by Spotcheck. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't mind those, either of those plays at all. It, it becomes a talking point when they don't score and we get the, the sort of classic, is it, is it worth it? Is it even a, a, a worthwhile Sort of scoring chance, and really, uh, unless you're you're going to go low to high from that position on both of those plays, unless you're playing it back to the point, that's that's really one of your options. So I I didn't mind them either of them uh, making that play. They're both capable of putting that in the net. Uh, it just didn't go in for them uh, on those two occasions.
1: Well, so Scott, you mentioned the goaltending, and nobody knows more about the draft than you, I think. So I'm curious. Like I'm looking here at at. You know, some hockey reference drafts, Canadians drafted into the NHL, played NHL games, and there's just like not a lot in there. What do you think Hmm. is the issue? Like, why do you think the goaltending, Canadian goaltending is kind of, I don't know if dried up is the right word, but why do you think the country is not producing goaltenders like maybe they did?
2: Well, it's a very good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if you look at the, the history at the World Juniors, forget the draft. Uh, Canadian goaltender has won the tournament directorate award for top goaltender just two times in the last 14 years. Uh, one of them was Devin Levi, and Devin Levi has really been the only start-to-finish true sort of number one goaltender in this tournament. Dylan Garand was was great for for Canada last year. Uh, but it's been a long time. We're, we're, we're way removed now from Roberto Alongo and Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury and that sort of golden generation of Canadian goaltenders. And, uh, it's, I mean, if you were, even if you were to look today at, at, uh, what Canada would look like in a best-on-best competition, it's, it's Carter Hart, Tristan Jari, Darcy Kemper, Logan Thompson, who was playing Canadian University hockey a couple of years ago. Those are, your... Those are the best goalies in the country at this point. And uh, I don't know, to, to answer your question more directly, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know where it's gone wrong. Goaltending is a very fickle thing for me, and I often rely on others more than myself for those evaluations. Uh, but I, I think the, the structure in Canada, as far as uh, the way that, that games are played at the junior hockey level, might have something to do with it. Uh, they, we all know that the CHL, all three of the leagues in the CHL, are extremely high-scoring, porous defensively. These goalies are getting lit up more often than they're pitching a 35-save shutout. Uh, and some of that is, is the talent level, but certainly some of it I think is just a byproduct of, of the way that they're brought up. The goaltenders in, in, uh, in Europe get to square up to a lot more shots. There are shots coming from further distances over there and then maybe maybe it's a confidence thing maybe they get to build build confidence and control uh, i'm sure there's more to it i'm sure goalie gurus would tell you that there's there's something to the coaching over there that's doing a better job and uh, obviously we've seen in the US the success that they've had uh, their goaltenders today would be Connor Hellebuck and Jake Ottinger, two of the best goaltenders in the world so uh, it, i don't know I, I really really don't know what's happened but it has been it's been a while since since Canada has produced a sort of true top end goaltender. Even the the best prospects in the sport right now, who are br- about to break into the league, are Yper Wallstedt of of Sweden and Yaroslav Askarov of Russia. Right? It's it's not coming. Uh, so it's uh, it's I don't know. It's it's not uh, not good. It's probably Canada's sort of biggest weakness uh, on the world stage as far as development goes.
0: Yeah. If I was a general manager of an NHL team. I think I'd be strictly looking at KHL goaltenders cause, or MHL, VHL, whatever it is, because they seem to be doing something right when it comes to developing goalies. And, I mean, even to really quickly, I guess, link it back to the Maple Leafs, look at the last few goalies that they've drafted. They're not from North America right you've got Dennis Hildeby who they took this year out of Sweden and then you look you've got uh, Vaslav Peksa and then Artur Aktiamov two Russian goaltenders so it seems like even Toronto's starting to go with that mold trying to find that guy across the pond to to make it work here in, in in uh for Toronto
2: yeah there's no question and in Hildeby's case they they look like they've done a tidy bit of work with an overager who is playing extremely extremely well in the SHL this season so uh, but they've, they've, the Leafs have drafted on the goaltending front, the Leafs have drafted as many goaltenders in the, I just, this is just anecdotal, but I would think that they've drafted as many goaltenders in the last seven or eight years as any team in the league. It seems like they, they pick one, uh, virtually every season, so. Um, it's, uh, it's a work in progress for the Leafs as much as it is for, for Hockey Canada that way. And uh, the history of the Leafs at the draft in terms of drafting and developing goaltenders, uh, really isn't, uh, a, a very glossy one outside of, of Felix Potvin. There hasn't really been much that they've sort of done themselves within the organization at the draft. So, uh, that's another area that they need to, to sort of dial in on.
0: In conversation with Scott Wheeler of The Athletic, he's out in Halifax for the World Junior Championships, and Canada gets back in action tonight, taking on Germany. Um, I, I'd imagine that most of our listeners are uh, not too familiar with the German squad, uh, Scott, so is, is there anyone to, to keep an eye on in that uh, from Germany in the game tonight?
2: Uh, Julian Lutz is the big one, a, a second-round pick of, of the Arizona Coyotes. He dealt with all of last season, dealt with a really, really serious back injury that derailed his draft year. Uh, heading into that year, he was kind of viewed as a potential late first, uh, ended up being a second-round pick when, when the injuries sort of cost him the, most of his games. Uh, but it's not a great German age group. I've actually been pleasantly surprised by how competitive they've been. They lost. Uh, obviously, just one nothing to Sweden in a really really tight game yesterday, where the crowd got behind them as they tried to claw back. And uh, but honestly, outside of uh, outside of what there isn't uh, there isn't much there, uh, frankly, in terms of prospects. Nikita Kowap, their goaltender, is a Carolina Hurricanes prospect, but uh, until his sort of forty three on forty four uh, performance yesterday, and he was brilliant yesterday. I wasn't even sure he was the best goalie for them. He really, really struggled, played a couple of the worst games I've seen a goalie play in a while this summer at the, at the tournament in Edmonton. And they've got a kid by the name of Simon Wolf, who's a little bit, a little bit younger and a little bit smaller, certainly, but, uh, is, is really talented in his own right. So they're going to need co-op to, to sort of keep them in games. Uh, and they're, they're going to need a big performance at some point from Lutz if they want to make it to the quarterfinals. So, uh, an, an interesting team in terms of, it just not being what it once was. Uh, this has been a very competitive team in this tournament in recent years. We saw Tim Stutzla and J.J. Paterka and Moritz Sider, and some of the real stars of the tournament have been from Team Germany in the last four or five years, but uh, that, that age group has now graduated and it's started to look more like the Germans looked for a long time before the sort of mid-2010s.
0: Great stuff, as always, Scott. Uh, Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we'll chat again down the road. Cheers, guys. All right. There we go. Scott Wheeler of The Athletic uh, covering the World Junior Championships for The Athletic.